Welcome back to the Living Healthy Podcast presented by LA Fitness. I'm Andrew. And I'm Candace. And on today's episode, we, well, we're not going to be doing the Ice Bucket Challenge, but we are going to be learning about Augie's Quest and the disease known as ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. Now, if you've been inside an LA Fitness over the last nine years, you've probably heard the term Augie's Quest. And that's because every year in the month of February, LA Fitness, along with the rest of the fitness industry, rallies together to help raise money to fund a cure for ALS. So far, LA Fitness has raised over $280,000 to help fund research. And this year, we're making it super simple and quick to donate. Yes, that's right. This year, you can text to donate. Just text the word Augie to 44321. That's A-U-G-I-E to 44321. It's really simple, and you're probably already on your phone listening to this right now, so get yourself some good karma and text Augie to 44321. And you know what? If you still aren't sure if you want to donate a few bucks just yet, all we ask is that you at least stick around and listen to the episode so that you can educate yourself on what it means to have ALS. Now, with that being said, we'd like to welcome onto the show our very special guest. She's the wife of Augie and a board member of the ALS Therapy Development Institute. We're so thrilled to have her on the show, so please welcome Lynn Nieto. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming in and doing this podcast with us. Um, We want to start off kind of with the basics. So can you kind of explain to us what is ALS? So ALS is a neurological disease that um, affects the spinal cord in the brain and its communication with the voluntary muscles of the body. So anything you can think to move, whether it's exercise, walking, brushing your teeth, those are the muscles that are affected. And the ones that really are the most serious are your breathing muscles, because you can hold your breath, but you can't stop your heart beating. That's an involuntary muscle. Uh, but you can't hold your breath, so your oh. diaphragm is affected, and that's what ultimately kills most people with ALS. Oh, wow. Interesting. So, I mean, for our listeners, if you literally just tap the screen with your finger right now, that is like a voluntary decision with your muscles, and that's mm-hmm. that's um, those are the kind of motions that slowly deteriorate and go away over time when you have the disease, correct? Correct, right. yes. Who are the people that are like primarily affected by this disease? It's not, it's all over the board. It's most people in the prime of their lives, their 30s, 40s, 50s, but there's children with it. Not very many, but older people. It tends to hit men and before the age of menopause, a little bit more heavily weighted toward men. Hmm. And then it goes kind of 50-50 after the age of menopause. It tends to hit athletes. Yeah, hmm. that's something that I, it's really seemed um, like we had, uh, we did a story on a, a man named Chris Mijas, and he, he was always surfing, active surfer constantly, and then, and then he was diagnosed with ALS. Your husband was just like super active, a pioneer in the fitness industry, same thing with him. Uh, and then I just read a really good article in the Players Tribune um, that you posted on your website, augiesquest.org, that um, was about a, a football player, a pro football player that played in the NFL for a, a few years. And he had a great, great um, article that he wrote personally, a letter to himself. I definitely highly recommend reading it. But that is interesting that it's athletes. And that's what's so interesting about that is it's so ironic in a sense, because these are like the peak physical human specimen, essentially. And they get the disease that completely strips that away um it it is and that hopefully that can illustrate like how destructive this disease is really yes can you talk about your husband uh augie so he started augie's quest um what year did he start augie's quest we were diagnosed in 2005 um we started augie's quest uh shortly thereafter 
um, after we kind of looked around and saw that there wasn't effective research being done to find treatments and ultimately a cure for ALS. So that's coming up on 14 years ago, which is very unusual in ALS because most people pass in three to five years, two to five years. Um, I think the statistic is about 10% of people live past 10 years. So we know we're the lucky ones. You're one of the lucky ones. And that's so good because he's the founder of this organization that basically is trying to help anyone that suffers from ALS to help find a cure. Can you tell us a little bit about Augie's story and about his history? Because he has a really interesting history and connection to the fitness industry in particular. Yes. When Augie was in, at Claremont High School, or Claremont College, excuse me, <laughs> um, in his junior year, he started Life Fitness um, with the first product out of Life Fitness called the Life Cycle. And it was at a point in time where the fitness industry was sort of the old school gym. The guys went in there, the women weren't there, cardio wasn't wasn't really present in gyms. Mm-hmm. And so that was the beginning of the cardio revolution in, in gyms as it's known today. Uh, and that was basically the first uh, the first product that was there. And with Life Fitness, basically, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in one of our gyms right now, look down. You're probably <laughs> on a Life Fitness machine doing cardio. I, seriously, it's like, it's in, it's ubiquitous across all the gyms. It's everywhere. And so he kind of started that, started the cardio revolution. Um, and he kind of built this up um, and kept going. And then what was, you said he was diagnosed in 2005. Five. Yeah. So how long into his career, how old was he when he was diagnosed? 47. He was 47. What was your life like before the diagnosis and then after the diagnosis? Wow, that's a big that's a big question. Before super active, physically traveling, um, he had left a live fitness and uh, was the chairman of Octane Fitness, which you probably have in your gyms mm-hmm. as well, yeah. um, for many years. And uh, it was just a shock at the very beginning. Uh, then kind of got involved in Augie's Quest and decided to take his entrepreneurial spirit and what he's really good at and apply it to this space and research. Right. Uh, so that's when we partnered and began to fund uh, the ALS Therapy Development Institute in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which is the world's largest not-for-profit ALS research, translational research institute. And that's all we're looking for is treatments and ultimately a cure. And as of today, actually, we have our first ALS. We're in phase one trials as of back in the last quarter of last year. But this week is the first week that we're actually um, having anyone with ALS um, receiving the drug in our trials. Wow. Wow. All right. That's big news. That's huge news. That's awesome. That is. I wanted to ask you, um, you had mentioned that Augie's had it for about 14 years. How does it affect people differently. I mean, why are some people able to live 14 years and others are taken a lot sooner than that? I think a lot of it is being the whatever ALS you have. Um, Some people are gone in a year. There's some types of ALS that start in the in the um, facial regions and it's called bulbar and that's about a quarter of the people and it tends to go to the diaphragm much quicker. In Augie's case, it presented first in his arms. Uh, It usually starts with 
either arms or legs and then spreads to both and then to the rest of the limbs. Um, and that can be a slower progressing. I think Augie also has been um, super proactive in having a feeding tube before he needed it. He has a mm. diaphragm pacer that's basically kind of like a TENS machine for your diaphragm mm. that helped for years. He used his BiPAP machine that helped him breathe um, long before he really needed it and then ultimately decided to get trached. So he is on a ventilator. He uses his computer with his feet. He's kind of been ahead of the curve all the way, but it's it's hard to be on a ventilator. It's it's a lot of um, maintenance. It's a lot of care. So he has twenty four hour care, and mm-hmm. we're lucky enough to be able to afford that. Right. Most people don't. Mm-hmm. Right. So. And we did. Yeah, we did want to talk about that. There's the side of when you someone has ALS. You obviously see that person go through ALS, and you see their body deteriorate and slow down. But maybe what people don't realize is that ALS affects more than just that person, but it affects the family as well. Can you talk about your um, experience with being in that position of being the supportive family member and everything you have to go through on a day-to-day basis? I think getting back to this idea that we're lucky we're not the quote-unquote normal ALS family and that we've had 14 years to figure out how to do things differently. We've had the resources to try and fail at things. Um, Augie's really tough. Um, He's gone through an awful lot. If you saw what he has to go through to get through a day, um, I'm not certain I could do it. So we call it, this is our normal. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't really think about it that much anymore every once in a while. But most families dealing with this, they're just trying to get through that day and the changes that have happened in that day. So I, I feel uh, fortunate in our situation that we have. A, Augie's got such a good attitude. He's His brain's sharper than ever. He has a purpose to his life. He, for all intents and purposes, is doing well with the disease. Hmm. And uh, so I, I just kind of think my lucky star is that we are in the situation that we have and that we're able to do with our Augie's Quest team and and all the the hard work that they do and the the money that we've raised. We've got a couple other drugs in the pipeline um, that will probably spin out in the next 18 months. And we know this is going to take a cocktail of drugs because there's different types of ALS. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about the drug that is um, that did just go into effect kind of back a few months ago? It was AT-1501. It has Correct. one of those like numbers kind I of know. weird things. <laughs> um, why was that kind of a groundbreaking step for Augie's Quest? We're the only not-for-profit in any, in any disease ed, uh, indication that's ever gotten a drug this far on our own. Wow. So, and I think that gets back to Augie came in to the institute that existed before and took over the chairmanship, brought in new board members, and just said, look, we're running this like a business. Hmm. We're not going to run it like a non-for-profit. And so it's very milestone-driven research, and it's efficient. Uh, It's fast. It seems like it's slow as molasses to me sometimes, but (laughs) it's fast in the drug development um, space. And all the money that's raised through Augie's Quest goes to this uh, Therapy Development Institute, correct? Yes, it does. 
I, I kind of wanted to hop in. I was fortunate enough to be able to see the um, documentary that came out. It premiered at the Newport Beach Film Festival, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, a year or two ago. About um, a year and a half ago. Yeah, Augie. Yeah, it's amazing. And I just wanted to say the, the thing that I was most surprised about is how funny, like the sense of humor that Augie still seems to have dealing with all of this. Um, it it showed you know a bunch of different sides and kind of what he went through. But how does humor help? I don't know. It's just always been part of our life. And, and it's, it feels like, why not? I mean, if you can't laugh, I mean, it's not all right. the time, but mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, comic relief is pretty powerful in our lives. Right. So I, and he's always been funny. He's always been um, super inappropriate, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> And so he's the same guy. He Uh just has to use the computer to communicate now. He's the same guy inside. Yeah, it was, it reminds me, I think the line that leads off the trailer is he's talking um, and he's already been living with ALS for a while. And he says something like, um, every morning I get to shower with my wife and then there's a pause and he goes, oh yeah. (laughs) And then you're like, inappropriate, honey. Um, So I think that's a good tone to set that you do have to, when you live with something so dramatic as ALS, a disease like this, you do have to find a way to laugh in the darkness. I mean, some of the best comedians come from very dark histories and pasts, and it is a coping mechanism, I think, that we're just built with. So it does seem very important. Another thing, that line was really interesting to me because um, I don't know if this is ever spoken about very often with ALS, but just that line of every morning I get to shower with my wife, oh yeah, it's funny, but also what happens to intimacy with ALS? Is there, is that, because that's so important for, I think, couples, um, and is that something that goes away? Is that something that um, people that are diagnosed with ALS are counseled on, or how does that kind of work? Gosh, I don't know, because we never really did any counseling on that together. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, who's listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, people Can that, I leave it at this? We have sure. date night. Yeah, right. I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to get any anything super personal, but I'm saying, does it go away? Or like, do you? It could, but um, the joke at golf tournaments are your penis is an involuntary muscle. It's true. Oh, uh, there you go. That's, How's that? All right. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, that's feel free good to, to edit that. Out. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask. So, what are some ways that our listeners can get involved with Augie's Quest? Well, if you want to go to augiesquest.org on the website, you can see some of the things we're doing. ALS.net is the institute's website that has more of the, the medical, medical type and the science-y explanations. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you would like to help contribute to keep this going, uh, the fitness industry has done an amazing uh, job to help us move us to where we are today and our biggest supporters. All right, and last kind of wrapping up, what is the number one thing you'd want our listeners to take away to understand about ALS and Augie's Quest? I think the most important thing, and we're proving it daily, is that ALS isn't incurable. It's purely just underfunded. And when we were diagnosed 14 years ago, there wasn't a dollar being spent in big pharma for ALS research and very little outside academia. So... We know we can make a difference. We know we can find effective treatments and ultimately a cure for this. It's just a money game. And so that's something that Aggie and I both had 
successful careers elsewhere, but now this this is the more meaningful thing, and if we can keep this moving, uh, we will be successful. Right. Maybe it'll turn in uh, from Augie's quest to Lynn's legacy. Augie's <laughs> uh, cure. We'll make it Augie's cure. cure. Lynn doesn't like to be in the limelight. <laughs> well, uh, even though you don't like to be in the limelight, thank you very much for coming on and doing the podcast. You're an absolute delight. Thanks uh, for being thank here. Thank you. Thanks for having us and thanks for your support. Now, as Lynn said, this disease is not incurable. It's just underfunded. And this month, LA Fitness is focusing on raising money to help the Therapy Development Institute continue their research into finding a cure. Yes, and you can help. Just text Augie to 44321. That's A-U-G-I-E to 44321. Or you can also visit LAFitnessCares.com to learn more about how you can get involved. Once again, we want to thank our guest, Lynn Nieto, for stopping by the show and sharing her passion and energy for this worthy cause. Now, if this episode was a little too heavy for you, we understand, and we'll be back to our regularly scheduled banter next week when we dive into the effects of love, chocolate, and fitness on the heart. We have an excellent guest lined up, and you can look for that episode to be released in two weeks. But until then, thanks for being a good listener, and we'll see you in the gym.